Ever since the 16th century, when the church was canonizing a saint, a person would be appointed to be the skeptic, or argue against the potential saint. This person was known as the Devil's Advocate. Today, I will play the part of the Devil's Advocate. I'm Nick Boratensky. Welcome to Devil's Advocate. I'm Kyle Hyman here with Nick Boratensky, who will be playing the role of the Devil's Advocate. You ready for this? Oh, this is my favorite role in life. Okay. I mean, fiance is my favorite role. Sorry. <laughs> right answer. So, one thing I want to point out and remind people is that pets are not people. And what I mean by that is that when God creates all of the world, he creates everything. He says it's good. And he creates the animals and they're good. And then he creates human and it's different because humans are in the image and likeness of God, that humans have a soul and an intellect and a will, and we can choose to do right and wrong. We're not bound to instincts, and therefore, we're on a different plane. I'm not saying that this means that we should be disrespectful or abusive to animals of any sort. Uh, I think we have the responsibility to take care of animals as well as the rest of creation, but that we should always, when faced with a decision, we should always prioritize humans over the rest of creation. Like if one has to go, the whales or the humans, it needs to be the whales. If it comes down to that. He's not humans promoting are hunting whales, okay? <laughs> but also when it comes to our pets, that we need to remember that they are animals, that they're pets, and they're not humans. And so many people treat them that way or even call them like my kids, my furry kids or whatever. And I understand a couple of different things. I realize that there are pets that will help with different disabilities, whether it be blindness or PTSD. They have all of these different pets, not just dogs, but other animals that can act as service animals. That's important. But that is a tool to help you with your disability, a living tool, albeit, but still not a human, but also that they can provide a lot of comfort for people dealing with loneliness and, and things like that. So pets definitely have their role. I'm not saying that people shouldn't have pets, keep pets, feed them, take care of them, and maybe even in some cases spend lots of money on them because they provide a, a very important service to the person. But we still shouldn't put a pet above a person that pets are not people. Well, I wouldn't argue necessarily that you should put a pet above a person, obviously. I mean, that would just be wrong. Okay. I guess I'll just come at it with almost along the lines of, remember the old movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven? <laughs> Vaguely. Vaguely. That was, honestly, watching it back as an adult, man, there are some creepy and scary scenes in that movie. <laughs> when did you, did you just watch this last night to prepare? We're not, we're not talking about the last time I watched it. Okay. I mean, I'm still a child at heart, Kyle. Okay. But I think that's going to be where more of my argument can come across is there has been times where people in the Catholic Church have said that dogs do have souls. 
Now, the most recent one was kind of taken out of context. People said that, like, secular media was all saying that Pope Francis had said that basically all dogs go to heaven, dogs have soul, as he was consoling a child. However, this was actually Pope Paul VI who had said this many years ago. Hmm. You know, classic fake news uh-huh. media today. But, but if somebody says the Pope said this, you, you would assume you would assume it would be the one, current yeah. Pope, right? But no, not in this case. But what he had done when he Pope Paul VI had done when he was comforting a boy, he said, "One day we will see our animals again in eternity. Paradise is open to all of God's creatures." Hmm. And so that gives you the idea of okay, then they must have souls. They must have some, not necessarily human like quality, but that soul where they were able to go to heaven. And I feel like a lot of the times what we say makes a human unique is that we have a soul. And obviously, you know, we can use our minds and have opposable thumbs. I love those opposable thumbs. (laughs) They come in handy. They do come in handy. Can't argue with that one. (laughs) But like that's normally one of the main things that we say defines humans between pets. And so when a pope is saying that, you know, heaven is open to all creatures. Paradise is open to all creatures. You're thinking, don't you have to have a soul to go to heaven? And so that kind of opens up a huge conversation. This has been a conversation going on in the church for, you know, probably ever since the beginning. Sure. And I think it it comes down to the definition of soul. Mm-hmm. And so if you're saying that a soul is part of being made in the image of likeness of God, then no, they don't have that particular soul. It, it's such a the soul isn't something that we can see under a microscope. So that'd be cool. But to say that they have the potential to go to heaven and we have the potential to go to heaven, that therefore we both have the same soul, that does not compute mm-hmm. necessarily. We are definitely set apart from the animals. However, we define that could be debatable. And if you want to say that they have a soul, but it's different than a human soul, well, then it's something different. Yeah, and that's fair. And if you go back to, I think it was Pope John Paul II, he also said that animals have souls and he was doing it with the Hebrew word of nefesh. I hope I'm saying that right. And that word is normally translated into soul, but it's also translated into living thing. Okay. And so, you know, all animals are living things. Mm-hmm. And But when it was discussed in that way, especially in the Old Testament, it was really anything being with breath and blood. And so, obviously, that rolls out plants and so forth. Because, you know, nowadays we realize that they are living things. I mean, back in those days, I, I don't think they can necessarily say that because, again, they put that in the context of having breath and blood. And so, now we see that difference. But when it was in the Old Testament, nefesh meant those things that were breathing and blood coursing through them. And that, like I said, translated into soul. So, that also kind of brought it back to all living creatures have souls and then therefore could go to heaven. And I understand that you're making the unique distinction between, you know, human soul and an animal soul. So could you break that down a little bit more for me then? Well, my premise is not if animals do or don't go to heaven. I'm just trying to show the difference. Hey, show the difference between a human soul and a creature soul and another animal soul. And then that helps define that Pets aren't even remotely people. Right. So the rest of the animal kingdom, besides humans, glorify God by their very existence. So they would be acting on instinct and on conditioning. And you can train an animal to do very great things. And an animal can show its version of affection and 
you might call it love. Like whenever I come home, my dog greets me and, and dog can he's happy to see love. me. But by its very existence, whether it's doing what you want it to do or not, because it's been conditioned in a different way, like a wild animal, they are doing what God created them to do. And by that very existence, they are glorifying God. Even if it's not what we want them to do, the plants, animals, everything glorify God by their very existence, not because of the decisions that they make. Mm -hmm. Whereas we, as rational creatures who can choose right and wrong and can form a good conscience, we have the ability to follow God's will or not. Whereas the animals just exist and are good in of themselves. God saw them and they were good. So if they do end up in heaven, it is to glorify God mm -hmm. and for our enjoyment, I would assume. Uh, somebody said, <laughs> will there be pie in heaven? Well, if that makes you happier, then it would have to be there because you're going to have perfect joy in heaven. So I get apple pie. So if pie brings you joy, then it would necessarily need to be in heaven. Now, will what's in heaven be even better than pie? And so pie actually does not bring you joy in comparison to being in the presence of God? Very likely. Yeah, because we have that human desire down here. Will we have it up there? Right. So whatever it takes for us to have perfect joy, that will be in heaven. Yeah, and it's interesting to think, though, because a lot of animals can be trained and can learn things, correct? I mean, just as you teach your child something and raise them to do things according to God's will, and but also your will. So we have that ability to train almost all of our pets and they can learn to do your will and you're doing God's will. So does that not then trickle down into them? <laughs> as the devil's advocate, I have to stretch this as far as I can, Kyle. You're not making all these very easy subjects on me. So I have to stretch this as far as it can be stretched. All right, I'm going to leave this with one last argument here. And this comes from the catechism. We got paragraphs 2416 and 2417. So in 2416, it sets up that animals are a good thing. Animals are God's creatures. He surrounds them with the providential care. By their mere existence, they bless him and give him glory. Like I was mentioning earlier. Mm -hmm. Thus, men owe them kindness. We should recall the gentleness with which saints like St. Francis of Assisi or St. Philip Neri treated animals. So we need to treat them with kindness. They're a good thing. But 2417 says, God entrusted animals to the stewardship of those whom he created in his own image. That's us. Hence, it is legitimate to use animals for food and clothing. They may be domesticated to help man in his work and leisure and medical and scientific experimentation on animals is morally acceptable practice if it remains within reasonable limits and contributes to caring for or saving human lives. So all of those things would not apply to humans. We can't use humans for clothing or for food uh, or for medical scientific experimentation if it involves the, I mean, the there's detriment still, There's of still the human. human trials of things. Right, right, right. But we would never... Uh, Torture Experiment? or kill a human well, in a test. You shouldn't. Right. Because humans definitely do that, but you shouldn't. So 
I'm just repeating my point. Pets are not humans. They have their role. They have their place. But we should not be raising them to the level of humans, even if it's as a kind of a casual, jokey kind of a nickname. I think it's better that we remember that they're pets. You know what I think we should do? We should try and find something that the Catholic Church hasn't already had a devil's advocate go through Mm. and then make me play that. All right. Thanks, Nick, for joining us for another Devil's Advocate. Are we on the same page then? I think we'll have to agree to disagree on this one, Kyle.